travel along. I'm Laura Lisensky, I'm your host, and these first four episodes will be taking you to Costa Rica. I'm calling this podcast Travel Along because my vision is to bring you along with me on my adventures. Instead of just telling you about a place, I am bringing my audio recorder with me as I travel and trying to capture the sounds and experiences as I live them. In this first episode, I will be bringing you along on my arrival to Costa Rica and my first stop, the town of La Fortuna. So let's set the scene a little bit. It's March of 2021. We are a year into the pandemic, and I, as a teacher, am lucky to have just gotten my second shot of the vaccine. As a teacher, I'm also unlucky to have lived through the last year, and I got my shot just in time for spring break. So I decided to go to Costa Rica. This is the first time I have traveled in quite a while, and it's also my first solo trip. Um, So as you can imagine, I'm pretty nervous about it. Getting ready to leave was stressful. The flight was stressful. But as soon as I stepped out of those doors and breathed the warm air and smelled new smells, I just felt all my stress fade away. So I had decided that despite the fact that I just flew all night to get to Costa Rica, I really wanted to get to my first destination so I could just relax. So I was going to find my way to La Fortuna. La Fortuna is in the northern part of the country, and it's a popular tourist destination because of Volcano Arenal and a lot of outdoor activities that you can do there. So as far as getting around in Costa Rica, a lot of people rent a car. It's pretty manageable to do. As a solo traveler, I never like to rent a car. And I also enjoy public transit and meeting people and learning more about the country that way. The third option is hiring what's called a shuttle. This is like a tourist bus, usually a van that will take you and a few other people wherever you're going. I found this to be a really convenient option And I did use one later on in the trip, but coming straight from the airport, you have to set it up in advance. So that seemed just like a lot of trouble. And the tourist bus to La Fortuna was going to cost $50 while a public bus was going to cost five. So I decided I was up for the adventure. So the airport in San Jose is not technically in San Jose, but in a suburb called Alajuela. And so I had to first take a taxi to the bus station where then I could get a bus. I had to transfer in San Carlos and I immediately in the first day came to realize how wonderful the people in Costa Rica are. Everyone that I asked for directions absolutely went out of their way to help me. Um, Honestly, some of the nicest people that I've ever met.
I just got to my hostel, and this is the sound outside of my tent. It's like a thatched roof, triangular shape, with just about enough room for a double bed inside. It's very cozy. And the sound outside is just amazing. There's a little creek running by. I'm staying at Selena Hostel, which is a chain that is in uh, a lot of countries. There's, I think, four in Costa Rica alone. It seems very organized. They run tours. And it's beautiful. When I first got here, there were some iguanas running around. I got to watch an iguana fight as I waited for my room to be ready. Well, it's day two in Costa Rica, and it has started off great. I signed up for a tour this morning, an early tour, very early. I had to be out outside at 6.45 in the morning. So I did not do a good job of eating anything, and I wished I had found time for some coffee. So the tour that I signed up for uh, was called the Canyoning Tour. And I used the Desafio Adventure Company, and I would definitely recommend it. Um, it, it felt safe, but was a lot of fun. Um, we went rappelling down waterfalls um, and kind of hiking through this canyon. So you got thoroughly soaked. I couldn't bring this recorder or my phone to take pictures uh, because you get entirely soaked rappelling down the waterfalls. And a lot of them were... We went down four, uh, four rappels, and um, the two big ones, you didn't actually rappel all the way down. You rappelled to a certain point, and then you kind of switched ropes to a zip line and zip lined the rest of the way down. Um, so it was really cool, um, and I enjoyed just as much as the rappelling. I enjoyed kind of hiking through this little creek down this beautiful canyon. Um, there was one point where where it got really narrow and you just had two you know rock walls on either side and you're kind of walking through the little stream and then there's one place where there's a hole and it gets really really deep and you can jump in it was it was like six feet deep um so that felt very strange to jump into this brown water that you couldn't see if someone in front of me hadn't done it I would not have done it um, so that was a that was a great morning and then they fed us a wonderful meal and I'm now back I'm back at my hostel relaxing a little bit and I have a lot of the day left to figure out what to do with so the city of La Fortuna itself is really beautiful it's a nice small manageable town it's got a huge town square with a beautiful park in the center of it, a church, and behind the church is this beautiful dramatic volcano that if you're lucky you'll get to see the top of. And the main thing you do in La Fortuna is these tours. So after my crazy canyoning tour, I found another tour that kind of covered all the rest of the things that I wanted to see. There was a waterfall, hiking Volcano Arenal, as well as the hot springs. Hot springs are a major draw of La Fortuna. And there's a huge range of the type of hot springs that you can go to. 
There are tons of resorts and restaurants built around hot springs where they've kind of made their own pools that the water will go through. And some of them are very fancy, cost a lot of money to get into, but I think are probably well worth it. You know, they have things like wet bars where you can be in the hot springs um, and order a drink and just soak. Sounds lovely. I wanted to make it to one of those, but in the end, I found a tour that took me to a natural hot springs and I loved it. It was just a river, but it was warm like bath water and people had just taken rocks and made all these little alcoves so you could hang out with your group within one section of the river. And there was nothing better than just soaking in this river. At one point there was a complete tropical downpour. Oh, I didn't mention that this is basically a rainforest. Actually, not basically. It is a rainforest. Um, and I was completely soaked on many occasions. Um, so being in this hot river during a torrential downpour was absolutely amazing. And there were animals all around and just gorgeous. So I ended up never actually going to one of the fancy hot springs. I went back to the free hot springs, the natural hot springs, two days in a row. And it was great because there was also this ambiance of families hanging out um, and grilling and just spending their afternoon in the hot springs. And it was wonderful. So on this tour of the volcano, I had a wonderful guide named Raul Bermudez, and you'll hear some clips of him. What do you think? Why the leaf have that mark since the leaf? Did something mm. try and eat it? Does it look like a flower? Okay. What do you think, guys? What the leaf have that mechanism in the leaf? Why the leaf? Check, check very well the, 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 the plant. What do you think? Why the plant need to have that in the leaf? To fight the bruise. What else? Attract. Uh, yeah, attract oh. pollinators. That's yeah. attract. Nice, like nice. You got it. Why? Why because why the plant need to attract the pollinators? Mm -hmm. Pollinators. Keeps their attention away from those. They have a flower here, mm -hmm. but the flowers are small, you know, colorful for the hummingbirds. They're white. Tiene flores. It's no, it's blanca. No es coloría para los colibríes. Entonces cuando los colibríes ven esto. When the hummingbirds see the red color, they come here, and then they just bang the flower, pollinize the flower. They pollinize the, the flower, mm -hmm. and the plant continue living in that difficult forest. We had a great group on this tour. I love meeting people, and it was such an international crowd. We had a couple from Mexico that are currently living in Texas. We had a guy from Brazil. He was the only one that didn't speak English, so you'll hear Raul switching back and forth between Spanish and English. There was a guy from New Caledonia, which is outside New Zealand. And of course, there were the two American Loras, another friend who I 
met at the hostel and we signed up for this tour together. Can you recognize a venomous snake? Mm, no. No, I don't know. Triangular head. Triangular head. Triangular head is a viper, like this. Cabeza triangular. So it's venenosa. Pupilas verticales, vertical pupils. Poseta loreales, oreal pits. Are in the middle, on the eyes and the nostrils. Están en medio de los ojos y de la nariz. There's a really big frog here. Oh. Yeah. I almost stepped on it. It's because it moved. Can you see? Oh no, it's a big toad. Oh. Yeah, it was a toad. This is the cane toad. It was so exciting for me to see a cane toad in its natural habitat. Cane toads are invasive in Australia and in Hawaii. They're a huge problem. They brought them to Australia at least in an attempt to combat a pest that was attacking their sugarcane crops, and it just got out of control. If you want to learn more about it, you have to watch the documentary called Cane Toads. It has a cult following. Just take my word for it and go watch Cane Toads. Seriously. So eventually we reach the top of the volcano, or at least as far as you're allowed to go. They've closed it off because it is still an active volcano. And here Raul is going to tell us about the major eruption that happened in 1968. Because in 1968, the Costa people, they were living here, close to the indigenous groups called Malecus. So the sad is, guys, the people who are living here, they don't know nothing about the, the volcano. They know the volcano like a sugar bread hill or like an arenal hill. They were living here, remember I told you before, for the rich lands, good for agriculture. And also, stock, uh, also for, the, for vegetables, a lot of tubers. They were a good agriculture living here. So two days before the, the volcano did the eruption, the people start to, to feel some signals. The water of the river start to change. The temperature was hot and hot and hot. And they start to feel earthquakes. A day before the big eruption, this, the Costarricense people felt more than 100 earthquakes. So just yeah. imagine that people, they feel super scary that year. But they don't know nothing, just they continue in their house, just only in their house all the time. So many people try to rescue the people that were living here. Many people was just covered for the rocks, there are people here. The people came to put their bodies in the cemetery, they start to make a big holes and put the animal's body in, in all the bodies of the people in the same yeah. holes. It was super sad because a lot of children's, adult people lost their life. So I was supposed to spend three days in La Fortuna. I had a hard time finding a shuttle out of there for the fourth day, so I ended out being forced to spend an extra day relaxing, which was just fine. I had been doing tour after tour and really going since I got to Costa Rica. So it was actually really nice to spend one more day there. I did some laundry, 
I ate some more ceviche and I wasn't sorry about that. So there's lots more coming about Costa Rica. And if you want to see pictures of my trip to La Fortuna, follow Travel Along Podcast on Instagram. Each time I post an episode, I'll post some pictures that go along with it. And I'd also love to hear your questions and your stories about these places and include those in the podcast. So please email me at travelalongpodcast at gmail.com and send me your questions, send me your stories of Costa Rica, and I'll share those too. You could even send me an audio clip and I'll put it on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.